Well, hello there. It is good to see you again, and welcome back to Your Money and a Cup of Joe. I'm your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff. It is great to be back with you today, and as always, I will have my right-hand man and Mr. Joe Kaleo of, of UBS joining me in just a moment, and we're going to be diving into another wealth management-related topic. That's what we do here on the show. Uh, but first, look, I want to frame things up for today's conversation because it's a good one, and it's a very timely one, especially because... We're living longer than ever these days, and that means that our wealth might need to see us through maybe an extremely lengthy retirement, maybe a retirement that we thought wasn't going to be as long in the first place. So today, Joe and I are going to be exploring how an increasingly important aspect of wealth management, also known as longevity planning, uh, can potentially help position our finances for the long haul, that lengthy retirement. But Before we get into it, let's go ahead and welcome Joe aboard. Joe, it's good to see you today. How are you doing? Ryan, great to be here. Great to see you. Happy to talk about this topic. Let's dive into it, shall we? Should be good. Yeah, let's get into it. Joe, uh, let's start at a high level like we typically do. Uh, Joe, Americans and their life expectancy these days just seems significantly higher than you know what it was a few generations ago. So the probability, though, of living longer than your parents or your grandparents, I would imagine that can present a little bit of a double-edged sword scenario. Talk to me about this. Yeah, Ryan, it is. On the one hand, you could live to 85, 90, 100, maybe even beyond that. That's giving you lots of time, lots of time to have fun, to live in retirement, to cross things off your bucket list, enjoy life, which is great. But think about that for a second. On the other hand, living comfortably into your 90s and beyond means your wealth has to be there as well. And for potentially much longer than people ever expected or even ancestors had ever anticipated. So, I mean, if you're thinking about it, if you tack on another 10, 15, 20, maybe even 30 years to your life, you're facing a very real and potentially dangerous risk of running out of money while you're alive or having so little that your lifestyle becomes seriously compromised. Major medical bills could be an issue. Rising healthcare costs certainly eat away at savings. So your financial plan could fail to take into account golden years that could be a third of your life. That's a long time. Indeed, indeed, Joe. So let's get into the wealth management aspect of it here. How are wealth managers these days, like you, addressing this issue of living longer, which I would imagine is an opportunity, but is you know a challenge as well? Yeah, it's a component of comprehensive wealth planning like you mentioned right in the introduction, called longevity planning, right? How long is longevity planning? And it's becoming an increasingly important part of successful families' wealth management picture. I mean, you've got to combat the risks that are inherent to living much longer than previous generations did. And today's generation that's being bored, the average length could be 100 years, right? Think about that, Ryan. So essentially, longevity planning is taking into action that living longer planning, right? Those actions that lead to other issues and including financial ones as to where wealth management comes into play. Sure thing, Joe. Now, specifically, what are some of the ways then that you see wealth management being utilized by the affluent to ensure that their wealth is well positioned to go the long distance? Yeah, I think there's not only wealth, but health, right? And that's concierge medicine. Right. Any discussion funding a longer life should involve the topic of paying for medical care. It's it's an incredibly increasing part, not only of what you have to pay for, but how much you have to pay for. 
So you've got to continue to look and talk to loved ones as they continue to have long lives as to what just is extended, but also how they're healthy. So traditional healthcare system may not be able to keep up with the demand, and there's great potential for people to fall between the cracks. So for those that are concerned, concierge medicine is a viable solution. At its core, it's medicine at a membership level. For a fee, you get access to boutique medical practices with relatively small ratios of patients to physicians. So that enables shorter wait times, longer visits, significantly more personalized care given in many cases by physicians with greater expertise than just a typical provider might have. The problem, high quality concierge medicine though can be extremely costly depending upon what the care is needed and the providers who are available. So the ability to use wealth management solutions to address the potential costs of concierge healthcare and specialized medicine can be extremely valuable, especially to those with significant wealth. Sure thing, driving concierge medicine, such a hot button topic these days. Uh, do you have any examples for us maybe uh, how wealth management solutions in particular can help support somebody leveraging concierge medicine to, let's say, address maybe not just standard healthcare issues, but yes, the standard healthcare issues, but also maybe some of the more complex ones that you might require for that lengthier retirement? Yeah, so let's consider some hypothetical situations, right? So a wealthy family with, say, you know, 10 to $30 million in net worth, most of which is tied up in a family business or maybe illiquid. But a family member requires costly, state-of-the-art treatments that are available, say, in a foreign country or very specifically with certain specialists around the country, as well as significant post-treatment rehabilitation. Well, being able to financially prepare for such a situation through, say, testing can be instrumental in preserving the family business and ensuring the family member gets the best medical care possible. In that case, advanced use of certain forms of wealth management solutions can potentially address the healthcare needs in tax-efficient ways. With medical costs, Ryan, likely to continue to rise and age working people against you, well, you need to manage financial assets in a way that accounts for much longer lifespans and ensures long and well-lived life. As an investor, it's all about how much you walk away with, not necessarily how much you earn. So a great performing investment can become mediocre after taxes, and they are, however, ways to mitigate the tax bite from a variety of investments. Sure. No, this is a great point, Joe. And, and look, while we talk about all these different wealth management concerns on this show, I mean, there are a lot of elements that go into wealth management overall. We've discussed this. So, so Joe, when we're looking at all these different elements within wealth management, what are some of the other concerns then that do factor into a well-crafted longevity plan? Longevity planning should be whole and in part of taking into estate planning. Right. You've got to you've got to look at one part, you've got to look at another, but then how do they interrelate? And due to longer lifespans, people and families may need to rethink their existing estate plan and even their entire mindset about wealth transfer. So that potential to live much longer can create estate planning minefields for wealthy families, as well as their wealth managers and their tax experts. Well, Joe, let's let's get into that minefield, if you will, for a second. What are the issues that tend to crop up here? 
Ryan, specifically, we're seeing issues develop for high net worth families in terms of how and when to transfer assets to subsequent generations. For example, many families have a critically longevity-related question that they've got to ask. When does the next generation get to benefit from and control the assets that they are intended to have, right? What do they do it now? Do they do it in stages? How does that happen? And if you're a successful business owner, for example, expecting to live past 100 thanks to medical advances, when do the inheritors take control of the family-owned and managed company? Is it in their 70s and their 80s and their 90s? Potentially disastrous family confrontations could arise from not thinking through the possibilities and being proactive. But controlling wealth right up until death is a common practice. But the philosophy can lead to poor estate plans, especially when people have a tendency to live long. So in cases where the wealth holders are living a very long time, it is their responsibility to construct estate plans that clearly spell out what's to happen. Of course. And Joe, given all these various concerns that are on the table when we're looking at, at this idea of legacy planning, what should people be maybe asking themselves and really addressing or even just frankly discussing with their advisors with regard to legacy planning? Like, Are there any standardized questions, if you will, that somebody could be asking themselves to kind of put them on a path towards the answer as to whether or not they even need this in the first place? Yeah, there are several questions I can think of, and there could easily be more, but let's go through a few of them. As you're concerned, as you should be about rising health care and state-of-the-art treatment costs, potentially causing you to run out of money, especially if you live to 100 and beyond, it is one of the first questions we ask people when we sit down is, what's your life expectancy? And they may not have given it some thought. How long did your parents live? Have you lived as healthy a lifestyle? right? Where are you in your life expectancy or your health at this point? It's something we ask. And so we need to plan for that. Have you Are you adequately concerned about living a long life and the impact it could have to your assets, your abilities to pass any assets on then to loved ones according to your wishes and as you see fit? So using smart estate planning strategies, have that been has that been incorporated? Finally, are you working with a wealth manager who's knowledgeable about both longevity planning and who can help you take the steps to afford the health care you want and leave a legacy that's on your terms? So those are some of the questions we ask, but there are many more that we could incorporate. Of course, of course. So, and But once you've asked yourself those questions, how do you get started, right? Getting started, taking those first steps can always be the most daunting, the most challenging. What's your advice for somebody getting started and addressing some of those questions that they just asked themselves. Yeah, if you're uncertain about your current advisor's ability to address the longevity-related threats to your financial well-being and your plan, you might seek out, as we've talked about, a second opinion. It never hurts to get a second opinion about your financial situation before you make decisions about your wealth. And that could impact your ability to pay for top-tier health care, as well as plan your estate effectively. So a comprehensive review of where you are today and where you want to go and where you want to be in the future and the gaps that could be in between may indicate it's time to look for expertise that truly adds value to your life and your finances. And it's also the lives of those you care about the most who are going to follow in your footsteps. Even if you've already taken action in these areas, though, Ryan, it's often a good idea to just get a second opinion, especially if you're concerned at all or worried about 
and, and uncertain about your plan. As you know, and we've talked about before, addressing any problems with your current longevity planning efforts today is most important when addressing them one year, 10 years, two decades from now. And that's when it could be too late to make some corrections. Of course. And Joe, while we're sitting here talking about a second opinion for anybody out there that recognizes the value in getting that second opinion, and maybe they're interested in reaching out to you and your team to go through that process, what's the best way they can get in touch with you guys to just open up a dialogue and, and start that? Ryan, thank you. Give us a call. Send us an email. We're happy to review anything that they may have or questions they may have. We've noticed it three times in the last couple of weeks where someone has come with a second opinion that we've helped them understand or find a gap. We'd love to help more people if they're if they're interested in having a conversation. And there's no cost in a conversation. Fantastic, Joe. Well, look, I, I appreciate your uh, you carving some time out to be with us and jump on this this topic today. Longevity planning, concierge medicine. These are conversations that are just growing increasingly popular as life expectancy rates have been shooting up in the, over the last few generations. So really good, timely topic that we covered today. And uh, I'm looking forward to being back on the next one with you. Sounds good, Ryan. Have a good weekend. We'll talk soon. You too, Joe. You too. And hey, look, we want to take one final moment as we always do. And thank you guys. And that's our audience for jumping aboard and being with us on the show here today. If you did take anything away from today's discussion, Joe gave you a thing or two to consider. Well, go ahead and hit that subscribe button then on whichever platform you checked us out on today. That way you never miss out on a future conversation where Joe and I dive into these types of wealth management topics and hope to provide strategies and solutions for you and yours. Before Joe, I'm Ryan. We're going to go ahead and say so long, but we appreciate you stopping by and being with us on Your Money and a Cup of Joe. This presentation is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be relied upon as investment advice or the basis for making any investment decisions. The views and opinions expressed may not be those of UBS Financial Services Incorporated. UBS Financial Services Incorporated does not verify and does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information presented. This material is made available for use by CEG. Neither UBS Financial Services Incorporated nor any of its employees provide tax or legal advice. You should consult with your personal tax or legal advisor regarding your personal circumstances. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients, UBS Financial Services Incorporated offers investment advisory services in its capacity as an SEC registered investment advisor and brokerage services in its capacity as an SEC registered broker dealer. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. It is important that clients understand the ways in which we conduct business, that they carefully read the agreements and disclosures that we provide to them about the products or services we offer. For more information, please review the PDF document at UBS.com slash relationship summary. UBS Financial Services Incorporated is a subsidiary of UBS AG, member FINRA, member SIPC. Joe Kaleo at Kaleo Wealth Management Group, UBS Financial Services Incorporated. Office address 200 West Highway 6, Suite 400 in Waco, Texas, 76712.